a Jets fan. Yes. As a battered Jets fan. Yes. Hello. You play to win the game. <laughs> like I can't. How am I gonna do that? How are you gonna make that, that jump? I appreciate that. Let's I... go to eat a damn snack. We're taking receipts, and I can't wait to shove it down everyone's throat when it comes around. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 57 of the Battered Jets Fans Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada. Alongside me, another three battered fans. One feeling not too bad. The other two feeling as crappy as I am. Uh, it's rivalry week. Usually, it's a fun week. Not really feeling it this time around. But we're going to get into all that and more. But before we do, let me go around the horn. Mr. Gunny Gumby, how are you doing, sir? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for having me on the show today. Um, <laughs> it's exciting times to be talking about football. Oh, man. And and um, I'm I'm battered. That's what I am. I'm battered. This is you know why I'm on the show because this title of the sh- the this channel is perfect for Jets fans everywhere. I need I need, I need your address. Needed. I got I got to send you a battered shirt. You, you got to. I that. will send it to you because I will Wait, rock we, it. And every time get- I'm in front of a camera. Before you get to Mike, I was literally thinking that same exact thing. As Danny emphasized in the intro, as a battered Jets fan, I was like, this is what the show's going to be. Like, if there was an episode where the batteredness was going to come out of you guys, it's definitely this episode right now. I just I just can't believe we're still living like this, man. I cannot believe in 2023 we're seeing the same shit we've been seeing all this time with with an abundance of talent on this roster at that. it's it's We could have talent. Not have talent doesn't matter. Same outcome, same trash outcome, and and we're here again. I, it, we're gonna yeah, get into it. We're gonna get into it. You know what's wild though? <clears throat> as bad as it's been over the last decade, we stump somehow still have six more playoff wins than the Dolphins have this century. That's, cute. that's embarrassing on so many levels. Yeah, yeah, that's cute. Yeah. I mean, when you put that's it that like that, like that's that, cute that you have to live ah. in the past. That is yeah. cute that you have to live in the past. You way. can live hey, in the past. You matters. still haven't won a playoff game in 20 That's years. Fine. That's Present, fine. <laughs> We're closer than week? you are. We're fine. closer than you are, my boy. Just you make it doesn't mean you're going to win mm. game. You can, you can talk about a month from now. It'll still be a fact. Hey. Mike the Stack Guy, how you doing? Oh, guys, I'm, I'm doing pretty bad. I think I'm about one episode away from busting out the brown paper bag, dude. Ooh. I really am. Um, I, I'm excited to get into it, though. You know, talk, talk a little bit about you know, some of the, some of the things that we got going on as a football team, <sighs> but man, it's, it, it's time to just let it all out and just really, and I, and I really feel for you Gunny too is, and uh, you know, it's time, it's time for us to just let it all out, come together and, and get a little therapy session going on. You know what I mean? Well, before we do let's, let's see how bitch ass bearded fanatic is feeling. How you doing, wow. sir? Wow. Listen, you can come at me all you want. It's not my fault that you guys are going to get embarrassed on national TV again. What is this? Your eighth primetime game of the year? Is this oh, what man, it is? No, it's so horrible. It, well, you know what? It, it worked out for me because I didn't buy the Sunday ticket this year. That's true. That is true. All the Jets so, like, games. All your games yeah. outside of yeah. one, which I believe you had to like stream. No, the Giants game. Yeah, the Giants You had game. to like stream at, mm-hmm. on a website. But outside of that game, you got to watch all your games. But I'm doing fantastic. Listen, I think it's great that for us, we're f- fighting for something because usually like both of us are out of it at one point in the season. And it's like, oh, what are we really playing for? But last year, obviously, that great game at the end of the season that got us into the playoffs. This now you guys are basically out of it. Like, hopefully, hopefully you could put a game together and it's an exciting game on Friday. But alas, I, when you look at Mike's face and you look at Gunny's face, nobody believes that shit. I'm trying to be positive here for you guys. But listen. Let's do it live. Yeah, and let's get into it. So let's start off with the fact that Zach Wilson is finally benched. Um, I honestly didn't see this coming this week. Maybe before last week's game. Right. Maybe next week. But on a short week, that's how th- bad things have gotten. That I, I'm pretty sure. I think I heard that Tim Boyle will not practice this week. There's not going to be any official practice because it's a short week on Thanksgiving. So Tim Boyle's just gonna just run out there. Did well. Let, go ahead, Manny. I have a question because I, I feel like most of us have watched football all of our lives. Has that ever happened? Where they say, "Hey, it's gonna be a new quarterback, and they're not gonna get one practice rep all week." I'm I mean, Baker Mayfield I'm, I'm did it last year. 
Oh, he did. Baker Mayfield did it last year when he was traded on a Tuesday and started on the Thursday night game and okay. won that game. But, so but, I guess. But, was it, but, but that was off of an injury, though. He came in as a sub. No, 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 no. Or he did he start? Remember? He, he yeah, was traded, and yeah, he was traded. The injury happened like the injury happened like like before the game started, and quarter whatever quarterbacks couldn't go, so he got thrown in. Okay. So no yeah, team trips. It wasn't announced. So our thing is, it wasn't announced a few days later. I mean, the, before. Right, yeah, this was, at, at least listen. Baker's window was like this big. Tim Boyle Facts. got started Monday, and he's not getting one practice rep. That yeah, blew my mind. It's really weird. Uh, how you feeling about the benching? Uh, I want to call you Zach Gunny. That's him. That's that's. I, man, I apologize. He's a, he's, I, I no, apologize. he's a good kid. I mean, I can't be. I can't play quarterback. You know, what I'm saying in the NFL either. So I, I guess we have that in common. <laughs> <laughs> um. In in all actuality, I think this was the worst time to do it. Uh, I, I think you give him a shot at at Miami. He played decent against them last year. I mean, again, this is a different Miami defense, so no telling as to how that would have turned out. But there's some familiarity there. And again, we're talking about somebody who's coming in cold in in Tim Boyle, who is in all essence not the person we were expecting to see as his backup. I was expecting Trevor Simeon, which is really trying to make me wonder why Trevor Simeon is even there if he still hasn't captured the playbook enough to go ahead and play at least as bad as Zach. So that's, that's concerning and confusing, that's a good point. but uh, ultimately man, like does Zach, this isn't going to fix anything. Zach, Zach Wilson was not just the issue here. There was multiple culprits at play. We all know Zach Wilson can't play quarterback at the NFL level. Um, Tim Boyle can't either. Like Tim Boyle is not a better option. Like, this is a dude that I'm still trying to figure out how he made it to the NFL. Because when you look at his co- collegiate stats, you're like, this is fake news. There's no way this is real. And somehow, some way, he's an NFL backup. I, I don't I don't get it. Personally, I think Trevor Simeon should be the guy if we're, we're going to have a chance. But I, I don't expect that to be the case. I don't even think the Jets are trying to have a chance in this one. I think tank season is in full effect. Mm, that's, that's a hot take there. I don't think I don't think that tank season. That boy said tank yet. season. I don't off. think so. Mm. Mike, what are you thinking about the Zach benching? I know yeah, you love Mike, Zach so much. Mike, what are you possibly thinking? Now, Mike, before you answer that question, you did send us a stat line. Trevor Simeon versus Zach Wilson. And the stats favored Trevor Simeon's career. Can Have you wrapped your head around the fact that it's not even Trevor Simeon that's going to see the field Friday? He might. He might. You guys never know. Um, Tim Boyle could go out there and throw four picks in the first four possessions, and boom, here comes Trevor Simeon. But have you been able to wrap your head around the fact that it's not even going to be Trevor Simeon that sees the field against the Dolphins this Friday? So I've come to the conclusion that from Boyle starting on Friday, this is all just a formality. Because if you put Trevor Simeon over Tim Boyle this Friday, then – you literally just, you know, Joe Douglas and Robert Sala has a, have admitted that they made a mistake with Boyle being the backup this entire time. That's fair. And we already know, and I'm going to get into Douglas. We already <laughs> know. We already know Douglas does not like to be wrong. And if he is wrong, he's not going to admit he was wrong. So that's, that is why Tim Boyle is going to be starting this Friday. Now, the whole thing about Zach Wilson, right? And we all know how I feel about Zach Wilson. I, I've I've been talking about it for quite some time now. Uh, Zach is who he is. And I know you guys already uh, touched on a little bit. He is not an NFL quarterback. He should have been redshirted this in, this entire year. In year three, should have, he should have been holding a clipboard. He should not have seen the field the entire year. He should not have been on that field. So like Gunny was saying, this is this is – a long time coming. This should have happened. This should have happened. Quite frankly, the the game after um after the Cowboys or the, the you know the latest game after the Patriots. He he should have been benched, right? We should have moved on. We should have got a a uh, backup. But, but we'll get into that a little bit. But but dude, Zach Wilson, man, you know you, you see him. It's it's a it's a joke. It's a complete joke that what we just witnessed. We witnessed him. Tripping over himself, running onto the field, bro. We we witnessed him running running out of bounds and running into his head coach, and his head coach was tackling him. We've wit we've witnessed him 
falling down, literally taking out Robert Sala. And I that think those, is- those were all the exclamation points this week, right? Like when, when you want to kind of put an exclamation point on something, I think those were it. Him tripping over himself <clears throat> and then taking out Robert Sala figuratively and possibly it might actually actually be an actual thing. But Zach Wilson is now gone and Tim Boyle's the guy. But before we get into Friday's game, yeah. I know you teased it a bit there, Mike. We wanted to talk about Joe Douglas because, Mike, you were telling us on Sunday, somebody's got to lose their job. Technically, Zach Wilson just lost his job. Right. Like, he's still getting a paycheck, but he lost his job. Now, I don't think Robert Salah is going anywhere. Hackett isn't going anywhere because unless Aaron Rodgers decides to leave. So you think it should be Joe Douglas. I believe Gunny also thinks that it should be Joe Douglas. I support Joe Douglas, as you can see. I still believe in Joe Douglas. I think Joe Douglas built this good roster. Why does that look like Chef from South Park? <laughs> the white he, version. Because he, he looks like the white version of Chef. <laughs> so. Oh, how'd, how'd you get my picture on there? <laughs> it, it does kind of like a chubbier version of you too, huh? So, Mike, Joe Douglas, you don't mm-hmm. believe that he has earned the right to stay on this team much further? So... Before I touch on Douglas, can I just mention one, two quick anything, things about Salah? Anything. Go for it. Okay, so be- before I mention Douglas. I, next, I before mention- you get on Douglas, I, I want to hear what Gunny mm-hmm. has to say about Salah also. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. You, you want – No, no, no. I'm heard? saying you go, oh, okay. and then we'll, then we'll follow right, it up so with Gunny. Yeah. So, so, Robert Salah, I want to start off by saying this. After the game, I was pondering, and I said to myself, uh, what, what is the issue with this team? And I've been thinking, man, Robert Sala, and I'm going to get into uh, as well about the game, but Robert Sala has taken complete nobodies that no one else wanted, that nobody else could use, and he turned them into stars. Look at what he did with Bryce Huff. Him and Olbert did with Bryce Huff. Okay, nobody even knew his name before he touched, you know, before he came on the field, and now Fair. he's on pace to have double-digit sacks. Okay. Fair. Uh, look at Quincy Williams, the brother of Quinn and Williams. Fair. Again, another guy who was a scrub, who who you know. Probably Unt- have maybe not scrub, maybe untapped potential. And he, he obviously yeah. was able to tap into that. Okay, yeah. Let's say untapped potential, right? And he, he's turning him into a star, okay? He reinvigorated C.J. Mosley. C.J. Mosley was on the decline through the Gase years. He reinvigorated him, okay? Now, and then, of course, we have JFM, John Franklin Myers. He also turned him into the pass rusher that he is. Now, with saying that, Robert Sala, this this past this past uh, week against the Bills, it was completely out of line. What we witnessed this past week, we witnessed twenty two players completely give up on a on a football field. We witnessed twenty two grown men completely give up. We have players who are completely, unequivocally undisciplined as a disgrace to the game of football. We have Sauce Gardner suplexing Stefan Diggs five seconds after the whistle has been blown. We have Michael Clemens starting fights in the tunnel uh, after the game. After you just got your butt kicked, you're going to try and start a fight in the tunnel? Come on, man. At kickoff, we have a rookie, a kick returner, taking the ball out of the end zone. When you get free 25 yards to start the game, what are we doing, Robert Sala? Okay, but I think that's going to get cleaned up. I, I truly believe in Robert Sala. I truly believe that he is going to get this team together, right? But, you know, when it comes to all gas, no break, bro, in the first seven seconds of the football game, your team, our team lost, right? So those are my thoughts on Robert Sala. I want to get into it on uh, Douglas, but but um, I know, Dan, you said that, that you wanted Gunny's thoughts on uh, Sala. Yeah, Gunny, what do you think about Salah? Should Salah go also? I know Hackett's not going, so let's not even bother talking about Hackett. Yeah, um, I, I think Salah has done the best he can do with the tools given. Uh, I feel like he's, in, he's a, a, a chef that's had to take a job, you know what I'm saying, at a burger joint. He's trying to go ahead and spice up all these burgers and whatnot, but at the end of the day, they're still burgers. Uh, I, I think with what he's had, he's done a great job at. Now, I do have some concerns in regards to some of the discipline stuff we've seen, right? The lack thereof. That to me, that's on the head coach. 
um, the penalties. And I know these guys know what to do and what not to do, but not holding you guys accountable. That's on the head coach. Um, going after Michael Carter as the, as the scapegoat last week when CJ Uzama literally cost the team two for that's on the head coach. There are things that I'm going to hold against solid because of the simple fact that I get he's a player's coach, but sometimes, man, you need to be a disciplinarian. These are grown men that you're dealing with. And unless you go ahead and hold them to the standard, uh, they're going to do what they want to do because they are grown men. So I, I love solid. I don't think he's the problem, believe it or not. But I will say this, I am concerned, right? I'm trying to get concerned because once you lose the locker room, the team quit last week. Let's call it what it is. The The team literally quit last week. The third quarter started, and you can tell it was a wrap. The majority of us were watching that game, and we knew it was over after freaking Gibson fumbled uh, the kickoff return. I was just like, yep, that's game. Like We knew it was going to be bad. But for us to know it as fans is one thing. But for the team to start believing it to where you saw it, time and time again throughout that game, that is concerning. Now, was that an anomaly? Because I do believe that Salah is a leader of men. Or did he lose the locker room? I think we're going to find out on Friday. I have no intention or belief that this team can get it done. But can that at least be competitive? Can that at least be respectable? Uh, we will know based off of how, how the team comes out. Because if they come out flat, I think Salah lost the locker room. And once a coach loses the locker room, there's very little you can do to go ahead and get that back. So that's where I stand on Salah. Uh, but again, I, I do believe he's done an incredible job with the limited ingredients he's been provided um, and even created, you know, some masterpieces with ingredients that were once discarded. So that to me shows that he has the ability to go ahead and do some things. Unfortunately for him, we've really only seen that on the defensive side of the football. Granted, he's a defensive minded head coach. I get that. But you're the head coach, my guy. <laughs> you're responsible for the entire roster. Uh, we need to see some of those gems shining as well on the on the offensive side. I'm with you, and and as far as the disciplinary part, uh, I, I Robert Sala, I think runs the defense more than anything. And to, I mean, if you really think about it, I mean, I know there's been some uh, roughing the passer calls, but I feel like the detrimental. Uh, penalties this season have been more on the offensive side than the defensive side. He's the head coach, so he has to address all of it. But, man, the, he's had the defense playing great. Uh, all right, so we're going to take a break from the preview real quick, and we're just going to focus in on Mr. Joe Douglas. Mike, the stat guy, do you think that Joe Douglas should keep his job or should he be the next one out the door? If it were up to me and I were Woody Johnson right now, I'm firing Joe Douglas. Now, why the would you do that wrong move? Uh -huh. The reason why I'm saying that is this. One of the greatest, <clears throat> sorry, one of the greatest Jets GMs of all time, head coach and GM of all time, is, Co is um, Coach Parcells, right? GM Parcells. And he said that you are what your record says you are. And if that statement is true, which it is, Joe Douglas is 24 and 52 as his record. Furthermore, Joe Douglas has the lowest winning percentage out of every single New York Jets general manager that has a minimum of three years as a GM in history. In history. John Idzik has a higher winning percentage, an executive winning percentage compared to this guy, Joe Douglas. That's probably because they didn't let John Nidzik stink it up for a third year, though. Right. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to give you some pushback on that. Because Joe Douglas's best year, record-wise, was the very first year that he was in the building. And do you think that it's a coincidence that the very first year that he was in the building, he didn't draft any players, he didn't sign any players, because he came after the draft and he came after the free agency signings? His best year as a GM was when he was least involved on this football team. And that is a fact. So that's why, and that is why I, I am so adamant because I love this football team. And when I'm watching it and I'm seeing grown men quit on that football field, I'm starting to, I'm starting to ask questions in my mind, what is going on? And let, let me say this. I was supportive of the hire. I thought he did a fantastic job with bringing in, uh, you know, dogs, straight dogs like Sauce and Jermaine Johnson and Garrett Wilson. I think he did a fantastic job. We all know that he dropped the ball when it came to bringing in Zach Wilson. Everybody knows that. And I am not faulting him for that. Okay. 
there are teams who who draft quarterbacks high and they and they understand that they are not him and then they move on a la the 49ers with Trey Lance. So the problem is is that Joe Douglas not only makes the mistake but he makes the mistake and then says no everyone else is the problem everything else is the problem I'm not the problem. I made the right decision and that decision is still correct to this day. And that is completely wrong. Joe Douglas will look you in the eye. And I said this uh, when I was texting you guys, Joe Douglas will look you right in the eye and tell you that the sky is red and tell you that you are wrong. That is a major issue as a leader. Okay. Gunny, Gunny was in the military. He was in the Marine Corps. I was in the army as a leader. You, you have to be humble and you have to uh, lead with it by example. Okay. He is not leading by example right now. He is not owning up to his mistake. If it were up to me and I was a GM, Zach Wilson, not only are you the third quarterback, you're not even on my freaking team. You are not up to the standard of the NFL. You're gone, dude. Bye-bye. And, and that is why I'm so hard on this guy is because he continually does not own up to his mistake. And it's costing us. It's costing us games. And quite frankly, it's costing us the playoffs. So that's why I'm so adamant when it comes to uh, Joe Douglas. And the, and the fish stinks from what? From the head down. And Joe Douglas is stinking up the place, in my opinion. So I'm firing him. I don't need seafood. I have no idea how the fish stinks, but I disagree with most of the things that you said. Gunny, what do you think about Joe Douglas? Should he be fired or hired or stay on? I'm sorry, not hired. Stay on. Joe Douglas has had more time than most individuals to kind of turn around a ship. And Mike, the stat guy, just hit you with every statistical realization of why this guy got us fooled, man. Joe got us fooled. Hey, great dude. You know what I'm saying? Lovey-dovey kind of a guy. But at the end of the day, this is about results, and we have not gotten them from Joe Douglas. When we first brought this guy in here, one of the things we were all really excited about was that he's an offensive line guy. He understands offensive line. He's going to come in here and he's going to repair this offensive line. We're going to go ahead and accomplish great things. Now, granted, he made every attempt, in my opinion, to go ahead and fortify that, utilizing first rounders, second rounders, a lot of high draft picks, um, and going after some individuals in free agency. But I, I got to ask the question, if this guy is supposed to be an offensive line guru, how is it that the individuals he has brought on have either declined or can't stay healthy? And I know we're going to say that like, oh, health is you can't put that on Joe Douglas. But how come it's the Jets and only the Jets that seem to be getting these kind of injuries in the same position group all over the NFL? Like at, at some point, did this offense, this guy who we thought was going to be a guru in repairing this offensive line has to be held accountable. Again, the talent he's bringing in right now, that's solid can only work with what he has. Now people are going to go ahead and give him a pass because of that wonderful draft class he had with Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, JJ. And look, love him for it. Love him for bringing in those guys, those dogs into the building. But I think we were talking about this, right? Out of 27 draft picks, he's hit on five. Five. I mean, I guess we'll go with six if you decide to go with Michael Carter, um, the cornerback, right? But th that's not a really good winning percentage. Um, Zach Wilson should have been should have never been on a field this season. Let's, let's just call it what it is. If the whole purpose of last year, after you saw this kid struggle and get worse and worse throughout the season, and you come into this year and you make him QB2 behind your 39-year-old quarterback, that is that is ineptitude to a level I can't even comprehend. Look, Aaron Rodgers has a track record of you know toughing it out, um, playing games. He's only missed two seasons ever in the NFL. But he's 39 years old playing the quarterback position in the NFL. He, th there's no way you can tell me you believe when you put all your eggs in this basket that you were confident that, you know what, if he did go down, Zach Wilson could carry the mantle. Like, it made zero sense. And let's just say you believe that. You had an opportunity to go ahead and see that that wasn't going to work out in multiple games. Granted, the Jets were winning those games, but is anybody here going to honestly say, oh, they were winning because of Zach Wilson? No, the defense in every single one of those games you knew you did not have a backup quarterback that can allow this talented roster to keep flourishing and moving forward. You did nothing. You did nothing. You allowed it to go ahead and become stagnant. And then late in the, when it was almost over, you bring in Trevor Simeon, potentially the worst option from the numerous individuals that you had access to, or potentially the, the Josh, the Joshua Dobbs thing. Now, man, the more and more, it just agitates me beyond measure. 
look, Joe Douglas is is why we're at this particular point. This is why the Jets are are four and six. This is why this offense has one good wide receiver and a bunch of bums. Uh, Lazard is a wide receiver three. We've been talking about this from jump. I saw it before he ever got to New York when Corey Davis. That broke my heart because I was like, damn it. You called that huge gap in the wide receiver room. And you're seeing it now. Garrett Wilson right now is having to face double teams. What can the kid do by himself when nobody respects the quarterback? It's this is on Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas failed to go ahead and put together a competent roster that could actually succeed <clears throat> in the in the, in the situation where your your 39-year-old first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback goes down. He had no intention of winning games. And you're starting to see that. So yeah, no, nah, I'm I, I think giving him the checks he's gotten for one good draft class is more than enough. Uh I'm I think I'm over the Joe Douglas experiment. If if somebody's head had to roll, and like you said, it ain't gonna be Hackett. Because Rodgers won't allow it. Joe Douglas head needs to roll. Does he get any credit for the draft picks that he made, though, with Sauce, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, Brees Hall? Not really. I mean, let's be honest. Those Sauce was <clears throat> arguably the number one cornerback coming off the board. He would have gotten off the board within the first five picks. Garrett Wilson was going to be a top 15 pick no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. He, he just happened to be there for his number 10, which was surprised a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Um, JJ, I think, fell in the draft. I thought he was a top 15 talent, so he actually fell into the laps of, of Joe Douglas. That wasn't really a surprise. It was more of a surprise that JJ was even there. And Brees Hall, that was surprising. I didn't think we would go running back. I didn't think we had the balls to go running back. Um, not to mention, I think a lot of us love Michael Carter, so I didn't even think we needed running back. I, I was agree. wrong I was that one. So I'll give him the yep. Brees Hall. I'll give him the Brees Hall for the scoop because okay. every other pick, I think, those guys were without question first rounders. Um, and and I, I, JJ was a surprise. Should have never been there for just to get him. And somehow, some way, he fell. Well, okay. So those four picks, I'm going to get to those four picks in a second. But I think that there's so many busts in the first round, Zach Wilson included, that you should get credit if you're hitting on all three first-round picks. That I mean, it's hard to hit on one first-round pick. You hit on all three plus Brees Hall. But that's those four picks. And, again, I'm going to get to those in a second. And, man, I'm going to get your point in a second. Oh, no, no. I just wanted to touch on that because my team did that. We drafted – we had three first-round picks, and we didn't hit on any of them. But Right. So I'd give them credit for that. But I'm going to get into back to that in a second. They also drafted Jeremy Ruckert which I think has the potential to be a good tight end for us. Max Mitchell, which is a good swing tackle, fourth-round pick. I mean, you good swing tackle. Okay, he's addressing the offensive line. And Michael Clemens, has he been what we hoped he was when he walks around with a no shirt on? Not necessarily, but he's a good depth piece. He gets on the field. But okay, fine. Now back to those first four picks. Sauce Gardner was the Jets pick. <clears throat> Brees Hall was the Jets pick. Did you forget how we got that 10th pick to Garrett, Garrett Wilson? That was on the Jamal Adams trade. That was Joe Douglas. Nobody thought we were going to get a first-round pick. We got two first-round picks. Those two first-round picks turned into Garrett Wilson and AVT. Those are two core players that Joe Douglas brought to these Jets. And then that Jermaine Johnson, when we had to trade up, what did we trade up? We traded up that second-round pick that we got for Sam Darnold. Who the hell thought we were going to get a second-round pick for Sam Darnold? Nobody. But guess who did that? Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas cooked that up. And then... You forget that the defense is the reason why we're still in these games. The defense is the reason that everybody's like, oh, this has Super Bowl potential. Joe Douglas constructed this defense. Now, let's start with the person that he didn't. He didn't draft Quinn and Williams. But Quinn and Williams, how, we thought that there might be drama. We thought it might be the whole Revis holdout thing. No drama. Signed them. Boom. Let's keep going. Bryce Huff. Mike the Stat Guy brought up Bryce Huff. Who's, who got uh, Bryce Huff? As an undrafted player, that was Joe Douglas. Who signed DJ Reed? DJ Reed, we, nobody talks about him, but he's just as good on the other side of sauce. That was a free agent signing when we did that. We're like, DJ Reed, okay, that's decent. Ended up being one of the better cornerbacks in the league. That was all Joe Douglas also. Quincy Williams. Quincy Williams, he fell out of favor in, on the Jaguars. He was a throwaway. I know you guys gave uh, credit to Robert Sala for making something out of nothing. But the only reason he was able to do that is because Joe Douglas saw something in him and he brought him in. C.J. Mosley. People were like, oh, cut this guy. He didn't cut him. He's the top-graded uh, linebacker in the league right now. Uh, Jamie Sherwood, drafted like fifth round, still on the team, still getting playing time. Michael Carter, one of the best nickelbacks in the league, drafted by, uh, by uh, Joe Douglas in the, what, was it, like the fourth to fifth round. 
I think that he's done a lot more than people are giving him credit for because of the Zach Wilson thing. And I get it. I get it. And I told you, Mike, I will. if you want to fire him for the Zach Wilson thing, I can't debate that because that is a fireable offense a lot of times. But he's constructed this team, and people aren't giving him the credit for it. Thomas Morstead, I will counter, Joe Douglas signing. Go ahead. I will counter every defensive name you just mentioned with Coach Salo wanted those guys. And the reason why I can say that confidently is when we got to look in the war room before he made him, he would ask the freaking deep and they're like, yes, that's our guy. He, he, okay. Defensive, defensive guy wants that. We're going to go for that. Every defensive name you mentioned, you're right. Joe Douglas wind up having to turn in the pick or, or, or write the contract. Coach Sala wanted those individuals and that's why they're there. Coach Sala knew what that. he could do with those guys and he can go ahead and turn chicken into chicken salad. I, I'm really exactly glad you said that. I'm really glad you said that real quick. Bryce Huff, Robert Sala wasn't there yet. Undrafted, ended up being a beast, might lead, might get double-digit sacks. So that wasn't Joe Douglas, but the, uh, Robert Sala. But the reason I'm glad you said that is because Joe Douglas seems to be that guy that takes input from other people to make those picks. So, yes, Robert Sala, good relationship. That's great. But you know who else he's taking some, uh, I guess, advice from to sign players? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the reason Zach Wilson was probably the backup. Aaron Rodgers is the reason Tim Boyle is probably the third the third quarterback this year. Aaron Rodgers is the reason why Lazard is our second receiver. Aaron Rodgers is the reason we have Billy Turner on our offensive line. Aaron Even Rodgers more has reason been running this team. to let him go. All so you just showed me is because... It that he listened to Robert Sala input to, to, to get... He, you listen to the players. coach. You listen to the defensive coach who's going to actually coach these guys up and go ahead and get them to perform. So you're, you're telling me that he's going to make Aaron Rodgers unhappy? Has Aaron Rodgers played a snap for us that was meaningful yet? Do we even know if Aaron Rodgers can still play football? Do, do we even know if that's do a that. thing? Don't do that. Listen, so I, I hate the Jets as much as the next guy, but you can't oh, do that. Johnny, what I'm saying is this, though. We're, we're letting a player dictate how you're going to build your organization, a player who's only going to be here for the next two it, years it, max? It, it, it's the LeBron yes. James effect. It's a LeBron James yes. effect. LeBron can that's go anywhere this, and build a team. Tom Brady LeBron James, to the, the basketball, LeBron James, right? Multiple, multiple champions. Every time he's gone somewhere, he's made those guys relevant. We've not seen Aaron Rodgers outside of freaking Lambeau Field. What do we – we've never seen – we have no idea what to expect of Aaron what Rodgers. I'm saying, um, what I'm saying is that that's an unanswered question because you haven't been able to see him. You can't but, throw Aaron Rodgers okay, in the Okay, what I'm saying is this. If, if what we're saying is Aaron Rodgers had that much weight that he was going to construct this team in his image when we know he's only here for the next two years or so, right? Joe Douglas has to go. If you're telling me that the player you're bringing on that you're giving up assets for, and then you're going to pay. That's coming here is going to dictate to you how he wants his offense to run. Knowing you've seen these guys on tape and they're trash or mid or less than or washed even. Every every person that Aaron Rodgers wanted, Randall Cobb washed. You mean Adam that list? Lazard, why are we that list that he had? That list If we could see, it was a bad idea. Our our GM couldn't figure that out, and he still no. brought him on. He, More reason to fire. Did. No, 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 no. If, if that's the only way to get Aaron Rodgers on your team, Gunny, if you tell me that it, if, what was it, like April or May, whenever it was that we officially got him, if you would have heard Rich Tamini, hey, Aaron Rodgers decided to retire because Joe Douglas refused to sign Randall Cobb, tell me mm -hmm. you wouldn't have blown a casket. So you can I add you know you would have you know you would have stop it you know you would have stop it we don't know because we haven't you, seen Aaron Rodgers play so we don't you, you, don't do that all I'm saying don't do this. that all I'm saying is this <laughs> to give him credit because he listened to a player he wanted to bring into the building I'm not giving how him to credit. construct the offense but you just yeah you did you just said well no, no I'm saying to, I'm to saying Salah, that I think that I think that that's the reason that Zach Wilson was the backup and why Tim Boyle was the third string but what I'm saying is. We all knew it was a bad idea. Of course. Aaron Rodgers could get whatever Aaron he wants to. Get injured, we're not we're not talking like this right now. The issue was right. that Aaron Rodgers got injured, unfortunately. You're right. But look what happened though. He, he, he depended on Aaron Rodgers to to be the answer. Aaron that's got you, hurt because it's football. It's and like he's 39 years old. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. How's it going I think, all in? I think I think the most of you right now were wanting Aaron, Aaron Rodgers healthy. Hold on, hold on. That's going on. I think all three of you here, I can recall correctly, wanting Aaron Rodgers over the Derek Carrs of the world, over the Ryan Tannehills of the world, and every other potential quarterback to come into this team. Everybody wanted Aaron Rodgers. So to get A-Rod on your team, and he says, I got a list of players that I want on this team, you're going to be like, well, our window is maybe a year or two with the current team that we have. Last year, we were a quarterback away from getting into the playoffs. 
A-Rod's an MVP. As you guys said at the beginning of the season, he was only 18 months separated from being an MVP. You're going to do everything possible. You're going to do everything in the book possible to get that MVP in your quarterback room and then make him as happy as possible. Now, if you're going to get rid of Joe Douglas that accepted all those list of players from Aaron Rodgers, you got to get rid of everybody then because you're not going to hire a- another GM that's going to come in and be like, oh, yeah, I'm okay with you guys letting Aaron Rodgers decide who's on this team or not. I'm okay with Robert Sala continuing to only be a defensive coordinator and not worry about the offensive side of the ball. If you're going to fire Joe Douglas for making these mistakes, you got to wipe the whole slate clean. You just can't be that it's only on Joe Douglas. You guys do realize we're assuming Aaron Rodgers made these demands, right? Even though he himself oh, has said he never that. did. Don't do that. When he himself Don't. himself he then what I'm saying is I've seen Coach Sala in in the war room yeah. tell freaking Doug, "That's my guy. I want him. Go right. get him." I've right. seen that. We're we're arguing that oh the reason why the offense is so trash is because Aaron Rodgers demanded this from Joe Douglas when he himself said, "No, no, no. That's that. my opinion. I gave an opinion. That was that." So that's that's more of us trying to find more reasoning uh, to sure. save Joe Douglas. <laughs> no, no, but but let's be fair. I'm not saying that they're trash because of Aaron Rodgers. I'm saying that when you guys bring up the quarterback situation, I'm attributing a lot of that to Aaron Rodgers. I do think that he had a heavy hand in that. I think that Joe Douglas tried with the offensive line. Now you saying that he's signing players that are injury prone? Facts. I, I don't know. Th- that Facts. I don't know. But what? no, that's that's not true. That's not that's you're not a true. liar. That is you're true. a liar. No, no, that sorry. Is, you guys, that's pot. If you guys one pot is not right. true. No, no, no. One no, no, spot no. is not you true. Can, yes, no. it is. You yes, guys, I will bring the receipts the next time we Show meet me. for the post. Show me where I said I'm okay with Zach Wilson. Yeah, being everybody was like, Well, maybe after a year with Aaron Rodgers at two, he's gonna be Aaron Rodgers and he's gonna be better with Aaron Rodgers. Zach Wilson getting to sit and learn behind Aaron Rodgers. Right. Maybe he can become a exactly. suitable replacement. That doesn't mean he's QB2. That doesn't mean he's QB2. <laughs> he can be inactive for all I care and watch Aaron Rodgers do his thing. But the whole you, you thing that gave me hope about Aaron, Zach Wilson was that he'd get to sit, not have to worry about thinking or playing, right. just sit right. down just watch. and learn. Just watch. Just watch. I was right. 100% on board about that. But, but you, but him, look, Mike has a finance he, book behind him. Let's talk finances. I understand <laughs> yeah. having an expensive backup quarterback. Nobody's having an expensive third-string quarterback. And you know that, Gunny. Come on. How, how much is Mike White making this year? 2.79 mil. mil. Carl Lawson's making more than him, and he can't even get on the field. Mm. Get I would Mike. love Mike White. I, w- I would love get Mike White. Mike. But you know, you know who didn't want Mike White? Well, two people. Aaron Rodgers didn't want him. And two, Mike White chose the Dolphins. He wanted to go back home. Like it's not like he's like, hey, I want to stay with the Jets. He knew he wasn't gonna get playing time, so he went and to by Miami. The way, I was the only one here last year when you guys were going into the offseason that I said you have to bring Mike White back because the only spark that I saw from your team last year when it wasn't Zach Wilson was because of Mike White and his play style. You guys do not yeah. get that from Zach Wilson. Yeah. Well, I I think that that Joe Douglas has tried to address the offensive line. Look, he AVT awesome just. Fucking, he has to stop playing in Denver. Joe Tipman looked like he's a solid center, unfortunately injured. Mikai Becton, obviously always an injured, but if he was healthy, he would be serviceable, average, maybe slightly so, above so, okay. average. I got a question and Lankin Tomlinson, I hate Lankin Tomlinson, but when they right. signed him, he was coming off of a Pro Bowl year. Like he's he's done his his, his stuff. I don't know. Like it just hasn't worked so, out. So then I got a question for you. So it, it, as long as he just keeps throwing draft picks and money at it and they continue to get hurt or underperform, does Joe Douglas never get hit for that, for analyzing character, no, work no, no, ethic, no. maybe 100%. Underst- I think no, he does. 100%. Like, but I think this year, everybody looked at this team and they said they're a quarterback away. And then yeah. he went out and he signed Aaron Rodgers. If you say a roster is a quarterback away, I think as a GM, you did a good job. For the record, that's what I think. For the record, go ahead. For the You're record. on the record. You're on the record. Once Corey Davis went down, there was a huge hole on offense. You're, but that even if the offensive line was as bad as it is right now, if, if Garrett is. Wilson had a respectable person on the other side that demanded the safety actually play honestly, mm-hmm. you could see those guys potentially make it easier on the quarterback. For the sure. moment Corey he, Davis he told blew you it with the McDonald's, huh? Yeah, like that. That to me is where it's frustrating because like, you, you're right. We were a quarterback away. 
Aaron Rod- if Aaron Rodgers was here, I think he can mitigate some of the freaking offensive line issues we're having. The ability to analyze a defense pre-snap, get the ball out right. quickly, I think goes a long way to mitigate how bad this O-line is. Uh, Tua, the, um, look, the Dolphins O-line is not great. The reason why they look so Actually, damn good. It's, it's, it's been pretty it's good this year, though. But see, that's Tua has a 2.2 second average time to release the ball. You and I can go out there and stand in front of a defensive lineman and look good because my quarterback got rid of the ball before they ever got a chance to get past me. That's what that's what great quarterback – look at the freaking Packers. Aaron Rodgers there. They're a top-10 offensive lineman. They're trash now. They're giving up pressures. They're giving up sacks. Why? Love can't process as fast as freaking Rodgers can. A quarterback with a high IQ to be able to go ahead and process mitigates a lot of those weaknesses. Aaron Rodgers could have fixed that. I, I still sit here and say the only game we probably lose – well, that Bills game was pretty embarrassing. So now probably two games. We probably lose to the Bills yeah, last the week. The defense doesn't give up if, if Aaron Rodgers and everything's going better. This is also a good point. I just yeah. – I, I I get what you're saying. The Corey Davis, like, retirement, I think that that hit hard. Through everything. And I don't think, yeah. yeah. And I don't think anybody – You got to replace him. Okay. We're, exactly. We're, we're replacing it, if we all saw it, right, we were like, ah, oh, man, Corey Davis being a wide receiver three, I was like, all right, I can deal with that. When he had – not Corey Davis, Alan Lazard. When he moved yeah. to the wide receiver two, I was like, God. Yeah, we got a hole. We got a hole. We need that, yeah. to go ahead and figure it out. And you, it, you, you Zach Wilson Danny, specifically. Oh my God, man! It's so. And Danny, in all fairness, I know we got to move forward, but in all fairness, if you are one quarterback away to the point that these two guys are making, if you are one quarterback away, why not trade away another draft pick of yours that you currently have in the room and go get yourself a number two wide receiver? Yeah, yeah. It, it's like you may not want to. But if you are only one quarterback away, now you have the quarterback, fuck your draft capital. You have to go even more all in now and replace that number two wide receiver. Uh, I don't Give know if you remember, Manny. Yeah, Give I, me the Rams recipe. Fuck I, don't, I don't know if – well, a couple of things. <laughs> a couple of things. They went after OBJ. It's just that the Ravens gave him a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, that so was stupid. They, I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah, have done that. Right. So, and so he's they, played like three games. So, so Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't so, have done so that. They, they were trying, and then – I mean, we could have had. Okay, okay, okay. I'll okay. tell you. No, no, no. I'll tell I, you right I, now. I think he he messed with the wide receiver thing in the draft, but uh, that's that's yeah, yeah, yeah no, that, that, sure. that's going, where he messed what, up. Right, 100%. going Will McDonald, not going yeah. wide receiver. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. You know what? I I lost my train of thought, but now I just remember, Manny. I don't know if you remember, but you were going back and forth with me, Gunny, and other people on Twitter about who had a better receiving core, the Dolphins right. or the Jets, and sure. we all thought we have more depth. We have more depth. Like you guys, you guys were way better. On yeah, the top, top two. I, I was always sure. on the side on that. I, I remember. But, but I was always on the side like on that one. One through four or five, I felt like we could hold our own because we had Corey Davis or, or Alizard as a third yeah. receiver. That's solid. Yeah. Nicole Hardman as a fourth receiver. Yeah. That's solid. And then we had uh, uh, um, I'm Brownlee. I, I thought Brownlee was going to be solid as a fifth. I was like, we have depth. Like, we're depth. good one through five. In terms obviously, of, you guys, in terms of, uh, you guys were better. Obviously, like, yeah, right, with one and one. This eight, was a I legitimate. This was a legitimate discussion that we had, and that Jets fans believed at the time. Yeah. Corey Davis all of a sudden retires. Lazard is wide receiver two. Randall Cobb is for some reason getting playing time, and McCall Hardman gets traded because Hackett doesn't know how to use him, or they don't get him along, or I don't know what happened there with Hackett. And all of a sudden, we don't have a receiving court. So result is that. Corey Davis, Corey Davis retired. I don't know what happened there. McCole Hardman. He retired in like July, dude. No, he didn't. He didn't in August. Or August. He retired in August. I think he even played a preseason game. But but to be fair, it was also brought out that he stated he was thinking about retirement throughout all of training camp. That he had talked to those guys thinking about retirement. If if my number two wide receiver is talking about he's thinking about retirement, I'm gonna get on the offensive vice defensive because that's concerning. Right, so I don't. It wasn't. It was a surprise to us, but they they did say he that he had he'd been discussing it. He's been thinking about it. We had to give him some time away from family. Like in July, he was taking time away to go be with. That was him trying to figure out life. And then in August, yeah. he finally said, "Like I'm out." Listen, you you you, you t- trade away some of your draft capital, Danny. You go get yourself a wide receiver. You don't have to spend money on OBJ. That's basically been washed for the last five seasons. You even said it yourself when when talking about OBJ. There was like. You you don't recall a season where OBJ had more than a thousand yards in the last like five seasons at that yeah. point. Yeah. Like right. there was no point in going I for know. that guy. I, I would have been upset right, if right. they would have spent that much money on him. I didn't see the yeah. point. Oh, a thousand percent. Can I, can I say one heated. last thing about Douglas? Go for it, and then we'll end end, end, end that discussion. So my question is this: If it takes Aaron Rodgers to have Joe Douglas have a successful season, 
what's going to happen next year or the year after that when you don't have Rodgers anymore? Do you trust him to draft his replacement? Do you trust him to do what's necessary to to yes. to win in this yes. league? Yes. You do? Yes, yes. But he what is, built oh, this okay. roster. Look at this defense. Any game that we go into, do you, do you have any doubt that we have the slightest of chances to stay in the game with this defense? But, Dan, it's 2023. Out of the last 10 Super Bowls, nine of the winners have been an offensive team. It's 2023, okay. bro. Nobody cares. Defense, about defense no longer wins championships. But eventually those things change. And defenses get you far. Now, I, I understand we have to get lucky and draft a quarterback. But, for example, that year that we drafted Zach Wilson, I wanted Trevor Lawrence, obviously. He's looked okay. Not great. But who yeah, else could true. he have drafted? But if he doesn't draft a quarterback that year, everybody kills him. Everybody kills him. Sam. We should have ran it back with yeah. Sam. I don't understand why we didn't run it back with Sam. I, I, I we, wanted we to run it back the, with Sam also. We were all the having coaching this was a big issue. That to that, me to this day, I'm still like, I don't that makes no fine. sense to me. That's that's fine. But if he didn't draft a quarterback that year, the majority of people would have killed him. But and, and so but if he does come out and say, and I know we got to move on. If he does come out and say, no, no, we're riding with Sam the way that both of you guys wanted him, and I wanted him too. I think they cut the cord on Sam way too way too quickly. If Fact. he comes out and say he wouldn't be the first GM in history to say that's our guy. Look how long they stay with Ryan Tannehill, Danny. And you were like, please sign Ryan Tannehill to another five years in the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, man. I, I like nothing. nine and seven. I like <laughs> nine and seven. I like eight and eight. He could have came out and said that's my guy, but he chose not to. He chose to listen again to the point that Mike and Gunny said. He listened to the wrong outside voices and made the wrong decision. He could have came out and stood behind I think it was also the fear that if Sam Darnold would have stunk it up, that could have been a a job ender. All of a sudden, you draft a new quarterback, that kind of buys you two years. All right, now build around this new quarterback. And in that time, he built a respectable team, one that was a quarterback away. And then with one quarterback away, he signs one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I'm sorry. Joe Douglas did his job. And then Achilles got hurt, bro. It is what it is. But again, obviously, we're we're not going to change our minds here. But um, Joe Douglas is probably going to have the job at least until January, so we'll see how this ends up. Uh, now let's switch our attention over to Friday, first ever Black uh-huh. Friday game. Uh, we got the Jets hosting the Dolphins. Uh, it's going to be Dolphin heavy in the fans. Uh, Gunny Gunny came dressed. Yeah. Uh, Gunny came dressed. I'm in funeral attire. Funeral attire. Okay. Um, so obviously we wanted this to be an exciting game. Uh, sure. where, I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that I'm going to have something to watch, but I'm not necessarily looking forward to it as much as I usually am. So uh, I guess I'll start with, uh, the bearded one. What are your thoughts on the game? And I guess, uh, how you think it's going to go? Um, it's, it's difficult for me to say that I think it's going to be an easy win. It re- and, and I mean that with all the genuineness in the world for all Jets fans that are listening, I don't think it's going to be an easy game. It's going to turn out to be a Dolphins victory. How we get there, I think it's going to be a defensive battle for most of the first half. You guys tend not to give up a lot of um, second-half points. So I think that if we are going to get on the board, it's going to be very quickly. It might be in the second quarter where we go 14-17 up on you guys. Tim Boyle not still blowing my mind that Tim Boyle gets no practice reps all week, and then you expect him to have a decent game come Friday. I don't see that happening. But at the end of the day... Is D, I don't know if is DJ Reed or Michael Carter playing this week? Any, uh, any you know? I'm not I'm not sure about Michael Carter, but Reed is Reed is playing. I don't know about Michael okay, Carter. Okay, so you have your primary corners in place. You st- you still have some good safety help behind them. I don't think it's gonna be an easy day for Tyreek Hill versus Sauce or DJ Reed or Jalen Waddle versus Sauce. I think that it's gonna be very competitive against those guys. We have to find the weakness throwing screens out to uh Devon Achon or throwing screens out to Raheem Mostert, trying to concentrate on running the ball against that stout front four that you guys have because you guys don't even fucking blitz. So I think that I get Jets fans being, oh, shit, we're not really playing for anything. It's going to be a massacre. I've read it all through Twitter, and I'm trying to get excited about it, but I'm too battered to allow myself the opportunity to say, you know what, It's I feel 100% certainty that we're going to win this game. But, Danny, I honestly, when I look at it, we have the better quarterback. We technically have the better offensive line. You guys have the better running back. We have the better wide receivers. And then defense, defensively, you guys have the better defense. But our defense is right there because of the type of offense that we have to play against. Like if our defenses were playing against each other and that was the 11 on 11, all right, now we have now we have a, a game to talk about. But 
unfortunately, it's our defense versus your inept offense. And, and again, we're being kind, saying inept. There are better words to describe this Tim Boyle-led offense is about to take place at MetLife Stadium. But it's too many advantages going the Dolphins' way. Something really would have to go really, really wrong for us to lose this game. Ultimately, I think that we win this game. I'm going to go 17-6, maybe 20-6. to I don't think – I think Greg Zerline, you guys will get it on your own side of the field. You and you already know he he could kick fifty yarders all day, so I think you guys get can put six points on the board, but it's going to be a tough day for us offensively to score more than twenty. Uh, what was your final score? Uh, I'm I'm going. I'll, I'll just go twenty to six. I'll go twenty to six. Twenty to six. I, I think Jason Sanders gets a couple of field goals, and um, the Dolphins get in the end zone. I don't know if it's going to be Tua or the running game, but I think it's twenty to six. If I was the Dolphins, I'd, I'd just put up one touchdown and then I'd just bench all my starters. Offensively, offensively, because the Jets can't score more than six. So I'm with you on that one. Uh, Gunny, how are you feeling about this upcoming game on Friday? I I wish I had the level of confidence that Bearded has in the New York Jets um, and what they're going to do this this Friday. I wish I had his level of optimism. Um but I just, I just don't. I just don't. I, I think the Miami Dolphins defense is finding their footing. Uh, Jalen Ramsey coming back is huge. They played really good ball last week. I was sitting there like, damn, man, they're putting it all together, which is what we were hoping they weren't going to do before they played us. But they're they're firing right now. Uh, Vic Fangio got those boys on the defensive front putting in work. Um, Jalen Ramsey's looking like he he's found a bit of a resurgence a little bit. So this is a defense that can actually play ball. This isn't the same defense we were hoping to face off against in the beginning part of the season. Uh, so we might have gotten ourselves in a bad situation here, but it wouldn't matter anyway. Our offense is so inept that we, we've gone against the 32nd work, 32nd ranked defense and the 31st ranked defense, and we couldn't score touchdowns. So it, would, it wouldn't matter if the Miami Dolphins didn't have defensive players out there. The outcome would be the same. We don't have an offense that's at, that, that plays football in the 21st century. They, they, this, it, this doesn't happen. This isn't offense that can score. Brees Hall can only do so much. Um, I think it's going to be a bloodbath. I think – we're going to see a lot of turnovers uh, after going back and watching highlights of Tim Boyle. Uh, I'm still trying to understand how this guy is even a quarterback in the NFL. I don't even know how. Right, it would. I, I love punishment. This is called the Battered Jets fan. I enjoy this. I love to get hurt again. Yeah. <laughs> I embrace it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sending so you for that me, man, shirt also. I, I need that. I really do. I, I, let me know how much I need to send you because I, I need them both in my life. That's going to be my new attire for Sundays. Um, I, I don't see a situation or a scenario the Jets win this game, the only way it happens is if the Dolphins lose this game. And let me explain that, right? People are going to say, well, if the Jets win, then that means that – no, no, no. There's a difference. There's a difference between a huge winning difference. a game huge and difference. losing a game. The only way the New York Jets have a chance this weekend, is this Friday, is if the Dolphins lose this game. They would have to do everything imaginable to not play Dolphins football to lose this game. If the Dolphins lose this game, they should be embarrassed themselves. They should be embarrassed. They should be embarrassed and they should be frustrated with themselves because there's no metric to where this should be a game. Our defense is going to do their best, but there's going to be a lot of short fields for the Dolphins to take advantage of. I, I, I'm seeing at least three turnovers from our offense, minimum three turnovers, and they're going to put up points. So for me, I just I don't I don't have the level of enthusiasm in terms of what what Bearded was just saying. And I appreciate the love, bro. I appreciate the respect. Thank you. But facts is facts, man. This offense is so inept, and I honestly think it just got worse with Tim Boyle. I I, I think it just got worse. So, uh, yeah, I got this. I got I got us taking a beating, man, twenty-seven to three. And I think it stopped at twenty-seven because they probably pull some of their guys, and you get to see Mike White come out there and throw a couple against us. Um, but yeah, I'm seeing twenty-seven to three, uh, Miami Dolphins, mm, smack us around in our own house. Mike White to to Robbie Chosen. I can't wait to see it, <clears throat> Mike. How are you feeling about Friday? Oh man, you know I, I haven't I haven't been to a funeral in a while, but uh, I um I, I think we're about, I think we're about to see one on Friday. I could not agree more with uh, with <clears throat> with Bearded and, and Gunny. And so before before the the season started, right, there were two teams that I had circled on the schedule that I said to myself, I said these two teams are going to be the teams that give us issues, even with Aaron Rodgers, that the first team was the Chargers. 
And the second team is the Miami Dolphins. I fully believe that if, if you could go into a lab, if you could be a mad scientist, go into a lab and put together the perfect or near perfect team in, in today's uh, NFL in 2023, it would look very, very similar to the Miami Dolphins. They prioritize offense. Uh, they, they do well uh, in, in the run game. Mostert look, looks incredible, at least for the uh, beginning of the season. They got a train. I call him a train. Uh, he, you know, as, as long as he's healthy, he does really well. And um, they prioritize the weapons. I mean, Tyree kill is, is you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. You know uh, you got exactly speed. This dude, this dude's the cheetah. Then you got Jalen Waddle who is, you know, not, not as good, but he's, he's pretty freaking close. Like he's, he's one of the, he's one of the best in the entire NFL. So um, what I think is going to happen, I think it's going to be, like Gunny was saying, I think it's going to be a bloodbath. I think Jalen Ramsey and the and the Miami Dolphins defense are going to pop that boil. I think that uh, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be uh, twenty seven to uh, six instead of twenty seven three. I think we're going to get like Gunny said. I think uh, we're going to get lucky with I don't know like a like a Tua interception like a like a dumb duck throw like he did it and and I think it was London and we somehow get it and, and we get it in the in the gold zone which isn't gold because we can't score and uh and kick a kick a field goal or two so should so be I the bronze zone like at this point right the bronze zone because you guys don't get in there. oh yeah oh dude, or the yeah, bankruptcy it's, zone it's bankruptcy yeah, yeah it's not even yeah it's not even the bronze zone yeah definitely the bankruptcy zone here that we ain't we ain't getting in that in that uh we ain't freaking getting in the end zone um this Friday but um, but yeah, I think it's gonna be a bloodbath. I think I think we're gonna lose really bad. I think that this is one of those games. I think the obviously the last couple of weeks has we, we've seen, especially this past uh, Sunday, what quitting you know the the players quitting on the on the team look like. I think this is one of those games where the you you can see that the staff are gonna be going at each other's throats now. Where I think things where, where things just boil over. Up. I think it, yeah, I think it's gonna boil over. <laughs> I think it's I think it's gonna get yeah, I think it's gonna get out of hand here. And uh, and boil over, but um, I you know I, I could be wrong. Remember what I used to say is that the Jets they lose the games that they should win, they lose the games that they could win, but they somehow win the games that they shouldn't win. Right? The Eagles are are nine one right now, and the only team they lost to was us. So any given Sunday, anything could happen. Tim Boyle can come out and look like freaking Tom Brady for all we know, but um, that's probably not going to happen. I think we're going to get I think we're going to get it demolished on Friday. Danny, before you jump in there and finish us out. That's why that that point that he just said right there. Every single time that somebody counts you out across the board, <laughs> but it's right. You go out and you find a way to win the game. It doesn't matter. Like even if we lose it, it happens. And that's mm-hmm. why I refuse to say that it's going to be a slaughter. That's why I refuse to say that it's going to be a bloodbath, especially being a divisional game. I know your offense is horrible. I know it. I know it in the core of my heart and mind that your offense is horrible. But I refuse to say with a hundred percent certainty that we're definitely going to demolish you guys this week even at halftime during that past game that we just lost i was ready to predict that the jets are going to win this game because i thought that zach wilson just randomly pulls rabbits out the hat with just random amazing throws he'll run for a first down kind of like he did against the chiefs the eagles like i thought like you know what with our defense short week divisional game with zach wilson i think maybe we could pull this upset off but tim boyle he can't move in the pocket. I I mean, I haven't seen him play too much, but everybody's been posting all his stats from his career and, and college career. It looks pretty bad. So if Zach Wilson was playing, I'd probably still predict the Jets win because I think that they would somehow figure out how to just mustard out an ugly win like they've been doing, like, like, like Manny said, against teams that they shouldn't be beating. But with Tim Boyle, I have no hope. I have absolutely no hope. Um, I... Uh, I'm going to put six, again, much like Gunny, six. And I think that the Dolphins will put up 24, give or take, 24. Three touchdowns and a, and a field goal maybe. Jason Sanders will miss a field goal for sure. And uh, it'll be 24, 24, six is more or less what I'm going. Real quick, so we get out of here in an hour. Do you think, regardless of what happens this game, let's say that it is a blowout. Let's say that it is what Gunny and Mike said, that it is a massacre. Do you think anybody else loses their job after this week, Danny? No. Okay. Nope. Gunny? Nope. Everybody Mike. else will be here freaking next week. Yep. I think Boyle, I think they would I think Boyle's got one game, maybe even a half. But uh 
there's no reason why Trevor Simeon should not be starting this game, but it is what it is. It's gonna be it's gonna be a bloodbath, man. All right, so real real quick, wrap around now, now, to build off of that question, and then and then we'll get out of here. If Timbo is struggling in the first half, does does uh, he get benched at halftime, Mike? Yes. Yes. Hundred percent. If Tim Boyle goes out there on the first drive and it looks like he's not the ball, he yeah. If first he goes drive? out there and he yeah, he's done. I don't care. First Damn. drive done. No, nope, I don't know. Nope, you're done. I don't know if it's the first drive. Not I don't know drive. if it's the first. I mean, drive. I'm with Mike. No I'm with Mike, but I think the way yeah, our coaching time. staff works, it'll be halftime. Half time. Yeah, halftime. But yeah, I'm with I, Mike. I, I, I don't yeah, have any I'm saying. I'm bullshit. saying what I would do. Like, no, I mean, no, no, no. actually, what do you think? What do you think would happen? What do you think would happen? Oh yeah, he's he's got at least a half. He's got at least a half. I agree. No, if, if Mike the Stack guy was running the team, he'd still have John Nidzik in the front office. Get out of here. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> we probably have a better winning record right now. Oh. It definitely wouldn't. Oh. You wouldn't have this elite defense, but we can get into that another day. He's good at stats, right. too, by the way. John Nidzik is a math guy, so. Uh, John Nidzik couldn't get a third year because he sucked ass. All right, so if you are listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. We appreciate it. Please leave us five stars, comment, review, all that other good stuff. And if you are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. Like and subscribe, please. And for those of you that joined in on the comments, as always, you guys are the best part of the show. We appreciate you joining us. And to all my battered fans here on the show, as always, thank you guys for joining, talking Jets, some of this battered crap that we like to put ourselves through. And until the next one, have a good one.